Hey friend, and welcome to Presence and Purpose. I want you to be seen and heard by the people who need your message and services most, but I know it seems easier said than done because there's a lot of noise online. I'm your host, Natalie Arndt. I built my business back in the beginning of 2018 and quickly learned through trial and error that being yourself isn't a cheesy cliche, but actually the key to building a strong, profitable online brand. I'm on a mission to help you find your people online, build a client-attracting brand, and grow a wildly successful business that's aligned with who you are and God's purpose for your life. It's time to stop looking around at what everyone else is doing and start fully embracing the unique calling and message that's been placed inside of you. Join me in conversations around personal branding, faith, marketing, messaging, and so much more to help you confidently show up for the people you're called to serve. All right. Well, hey guys, today I am talking with Courtney. Courtney, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Natalie. Yes, I'm very excited to talk to you today. We're going to be talking all about LinkedIn. Um, So Courtney, before we dive into that, I would love to have you just briefly kind of share um, who you are and what you do. Sure. So my name is Courtney Taylor Ribeiro. I'm from Connecticut. I own a digital marketing agency. When I first started off, I came from the corporate world uh, as a recruiter, leader, the, you know, business developer. And I realized that there was a need in the marketplace for people to understand how to utilize LinkedIn to find employment that then developed into people like, I can't stand corporate America. I want to be able to create my own business, be able to be my own boss, create my own destiny. And then it turned into, Hey, Courtney, well, I don't want to do all the things social media anymore. So can you manage that for me? And that's when we developed an agency about four years ago. And our core competency is helping people create a dynamic standout brand so that you're utilizing your social media profiles as an attraction magnet, drawing your audience to you without having to spend money on fancy ads. So that's what we do. Yes, I love that. And I think so many people, um, I mean, we want that, right? Like we want to use social media as the tool that it can be, um, you know, to, to generate leads and to, to bring people, the right people in um, and attract them to our business. But there are, I mean, as, as we both know, there are many um, rookie mistakes that people make. Um, and so kind of diving into what we're going to talk about today, I know, um, obviously, we're on the same page about this in terms of looking at your brand and having a really solid understand of what is your brand, first of all, Um, and then kind of how to formulate that. And so I would love to hear um, how you go about that, right? And how you go about explaining a brand and kind of looking at that um, to start because, you know, it's so important to have a solid understanding of what that is. Yeah. um, You know, it's funny because I talk to so many people and they have a really great idea. And their first thing is, let me go create a website. Let me go create, you know, all these glam and glitz things that I feel is a stigma. And realistically, it's you have to research what is it that your ideal audience wants from you? What is it that they are craving for from you? And you show up 
acting like, you know what, you just camped out in their head for the last week and you understand their pressing issues. And then that's when you develop a brand around your idea. I'm not saying water down your idea. I'm saying your brand has to speak directly to your ideal audience's needs because otherwise there's a disconnect and guess what? They're going to your competitor. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, I come across that so much as well. Obviously, um, we do similar work in terms of the branding aspect and yeah, there's so many people that jump right, you know, to the website, to the graphics. And I'm like, all of that is honestly fluff. If you haven't looked at that first, like, okay, what's the actual problem that you solve? Like, who are you talking to? What do you stand for? Like those core things. Um, it's, it's really just like a facade. If you jump straight to, I need to look professional. And I talk about that a lot too. It's like, I think it's a natural instinct that we have because we come online and we want to look like we have things together, but it's like, that's really the starting place. And we all start there. And it's so important to start there and really have a solid understanding of that. Or the Um, other thing too, Natalie, not to cut you off is that everybody wants to be all things to all people. Yeah. You know, and when you look like you can do all the things, you really honestly tell your audience you can do nothing. Mm-hmm. And I feel as though in the marketplace, everybody wants to do all the things except pick one thing, do it right, and then expand your horizon. Mm hmm. Yeah. And it is something that I remember hearing when I was a really new business owner. Um, and I'm three years into business, so I still consider myself in many aspects new, but like, you know, just starting out first year business, I remember hearing people talk about like, you know, the, the business owners, um, and the businesses that really scale and grow and expand started with one thing and they start simple. And I think we hear that so much where we're just kind of like, yeah, yeah, I get that. But it's like, but you like until you truly get it and truly focus and be like, this is the thing that I'm going to be known for. This is the thing right. that I'm going to do. And once I've mastered this um, and I'm getting booked out with a service or whatever it is, like then you can expand and it's so much easier said than done. And I think there's a lot of like FOMO, like fear of missing out with that. And we feel right. like you said, right. we want to be all things to all people. Um, and that's impossible. <laughs> and that's the same thing with social media, Right. Everybody wants to be on every single platform. Mm -hmm. And they think that, you know, if you do something over here, that it's going to work on the same, you know, in the same way on another platform. And we'll talk about, you know, the different demographics as we dive further into this conversation. But pick one platform, master it. Once you've mastered it, then move to other platforms. I think people are fearful. Okay, now I master it and I'm getting all this success. God forbid I move somewhere else. But the reality is don't be stale. You know, don't just choose to be in one place. Choose to diversify yourself because you'll be able to have the potential to reach more clients if you do that. I think it's better if you're just starting off or even if you're rebranding or creating new systems, products, products and services to master one platform first and then go on to another. I mastered LinkedIn for nine years before I ever moved over to Facebook. Like, and people will be like nine years. Uh, there are other platforms that I, you know, used in networking and things like that. But I was a girl that did not like Facebook until this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you hit the nail on the head in terms of like, 
you know, like you said, really focusing, like this is the platform that I'm going to master um, because it's, it's like, if you're not going to do, if you're going to just like copy paste, like I'm going to post the same type of content on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram, like, you know, it's better to do one platform really, really well. And like you said, master it versus trying to be all the places and, and not doing it well, because then you're going to get no traction and you're spreading yourself thin and you're tired and you're frustrated. Right. And it just kind of snowballs from there. Um, and that is actually like a perfect segue into kind of looking at LinkedIn because there's definitely a lot of misconceptions around um, LinkedIn and what it's used for and, and who should, yeah. I would love if you could talk about that. Sure. And the other thing too, to add to that is that the worst thing you can do is to set up a social media profile and never use it. The only reason you set it up is because you want to have real estate over there. I'll be honest, I have a Twitter account. I don't ever use it. You know, I just don't. I probably should delete the profile and take my own advice. But what I'm finding is so many people set up a LinkedIn profile because they want to have the real estate. If somebody, you know, wants to see their resume, oh, great, they could go over to LinkedIn. And that's the furthest thing from the truth, friend. You know, LinkedIn is not a place where only people looking for employment hang out. It started that way many years ago, but it has evolved. And if you're a business owner looking to expand your business, I don't care whether you sell highlighters, whether you sell hair clips, whether you sell um, services as far as interior decorating, or you're a hiring manager looking to, um, you know, employ other businesses, it doesn't matter what niche you're in. You need to be on LinkedIn because you have the availability to reach a different demographic than Facebook. Now, if you're just the person that says, I want to only work with people who are just starting out, just, you know, getting out of the gates, then stick to Facebook. But I can tell you that if you're looking for people who are stuck in a nine to five, who are like, I don't even know anything outside of my nine to five, and you want to help them to create a business, then you need to get on over to LinkedIn. And these type of people already understand business mindset. They're earning $150,000 or more. You don't have to be able to beg them to, you know, invest into themselves. And I'm not saying Facebook's bad, but you have to understand the difference. Facebook's where you are Stay-at-home mom got an epiphany and decided that she wanted to start a business because her best friend decided to join one. You're going to be playing in the same sandbox. There's like, I don't even know the demographics because they keep on growing every, every day, every week. What is there, like 2 billion people on Facebook now? You don't want to play in the same sandbox as everybody else. You want to expand and be able to go to the small pond where the big fish are and showcase your services. When you go to LinkedIn, you're going to get the client that's going to pay you on a monthly retainer for your services. Whereas Facebook, you're always going to have to be going after the next, what I like to call proposal. You know, you're going after the next person that you can send an invoice to. So that's pretty much the difference between them. Facebook is like your address book. It's a place where everybody basically is on the same playing field. You don't have to kind of look better than somebody else or anything like that. On LinkedIn, it's your Rolodex. It's that piece of, you know, paper you have on your desk with really high important VIP people who you're going to send them the bottle of champagne come the holidays. So 
that's the difference between LinkedIn and Facebook. So I hope I cleared that up for some people. Yeah, yeah. And so it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, so it sounds like essentially it's like if you are working with, because I, I do have a lot of clients who actually do target the stay-at-home moms. I target the new entrepreneurs, right? The new coaches just starting their business. What's my brand, right? Like, how do I get going with this? Um, and then LinkedIn is like, you know, the established business owners, um, you said kind of earning like um, 150K and above, like, and that's kind of the split between the two, right? Yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, you have people who are executives on LinkedIn. Facebook is really, if you look at the demographics, you're pretty much targeting all the stay at home moms. I mean, my switch from LinkedIn to Facebook, and it's not like I'm giving up LinkedIn, but I really tried to embrace understanding a new platform this year. And I figured, you know what, I might as well go take a look at Facebook. The majority of the people I'm talking to are stay at home moms. People who are just getting started. The majority of these people have a notion to just be in multi-level marketing. That's the majority of the people. So their language, their brand, they're speaking the same thing, right? They're going after the same thing. There's no like revelation of thinking outside of, you know, network marketing, multi-level marketing. Um, so you see the same kind of stuff and it gets mucky. Whereas on LinkedIn, it's like you have a different variety of people and it brings a different mix to make you understand that it's not just one size fits all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that's something that I've talked about. And again, I know that you and I have talked about like, you know, kind of going I guess taking a couple steps back in terms of like looking at choosing a platform, like the things that you're sharing, like that's why it's so important to think about like, okay, what am I doing? Like who am I trying to reach? Because not all, not all social media platforms are alike. And, you know, again, neither of us advise to just like be all the places for the sake of, you know, staking claim. I'm like, well, I'm technically on, on all the platforms, so it should benefit me. Um, and so, yeah, like looking and, and, you know, it's fascinating for me to hear like the differences too, because, you know, I, I am not using LinkedIn, um, but I know, I know many people who it makes sense. Right. And that's why I reached out to you because I'm like, I totally would love to share this with my audience because I know that there's many women that I've connected with and I'm like, you need to be over there. And I am, I'm not the person to, um, share that with you. And so I'm going to find someone who did. So I was so glad we got connected. So I would love to talk about like, in terms of, um, you know, looking at LinkedIn, um, and kind of like you said, you addressed like the, the big misconception, it sounds like of, you know, it's people seeking employment. Well, no, it's not just people seeking employment. Um, like you said, there are a lot of people who are in a nine to five, want to get out of it right and so if that's your target audience because I can think of many women right now off the top of my head that that's that's their demographic that they are speaking to I'm like well then that that is a perfect fit for you um but looking at LinkedIn what are some other um misconceptions or like mistakes maybe that you see people make on there in terms of like how to use LinkedIn well like I said the first one again is 
people thinking that it's a place of employment. So you go and you put your entire resume, you put all your accolades, looking like you deserve some kind of award or a pat on the back. And that's not how you wanna set it up as a business owner. When we take a look at how to set it up properly, you have to have a proper professional headshot. I'm sorry, friends, you cannot be like trying to crop people out. You know, a picture is a thousand words and it really, that's what it means. You know, Mm -hmm. um, people try to take some kind of selfie. You could tell the difference between something you took and something a real professional took with the proper lighting and everything. So that's, that's first and foremost. Second, you need to have the proper branded graphic um, banner that runs across the top. Why? That's the first thing people are going to see. That's the biggest real estate. If you don't create that to be your billboard with your business name, your um, slogan or tagline, your website, don't make people have to literally look so hard with a magnifying glass to try to figure out how they can connect with you. Put your contact information right up front. Then you want to start with the headline. Now, the headline is not a place to put your tagline the banner is. So your headline is your keywords. What are the major keywords people use in order to search you? It is your headline, just like you would read a press release. If you are reading through the newspaper, if you are even reading a blog post where a new business is opening up, or you're reading something in the magazine where somebody got a new idea, they're a new business owner, you want to know that, you know, you feel important enough to want to join their party, right? The same thing applies on LinkedIn. You want to have a really catchy, you know, headline. And then your about section is your press release. Again, it's not a place to put your accolades. Ain't nobody care about that. They want to know, can you solve their biggest pressing problem? And how are you going to bring them from pain island to pleasure island without talking about the boat? The boat here in this analogy represents all of the services you offer. They don't care about that. They just want to know, can you take them on a journey from their pain point to getting results? For example, as an agency owner and helping people with social media, I help them create a social media experience that is simple, where you're only spending 30 minutes on LinkedIn a day, and that's it. The rest of your time, you know, you're answering the emails of people who are interested in being able to you know, want to learn more about your service or whatever. And people are like, dang, girl, you know what? I want that because I'm currently spending like five hours on social media trying to attract the masses. So when you can help them solve a solution and put that in your, you know, about section on your LinkedIn profile, they're going to be like, I need to talk to you as of yesterday. You were literally camping out inside of my head. How the heck did you know that? You've been following me around, you know, understanding my pain point. So that's important. Whereas on Facebook, you've got like only a couple sentences to be able to describe who you are, what you do. You don't have a press release. You just have this place where it's like everybody can come. You don't set up what I call the barrier of entry as if like, let's say, you know, you decide that you're going to go to a party. You're going to go to a red carpet VIP experience. If your name's not on the list, you're not getting in. That is the difference between Facebook and LinkedIn. I recently just heard, oh, well, is LinkedIn a dating site? I get a lot of spam. Baby, let me tell you something. 
that's going to happen on any social media platform if you don't have your settings literally set properly with um, a dual login so that the first login you put your contact information the second login they send a code to your phone so you can properly log in so you know it gets it's every platform is going to have a stigma but you have to get beyond the stigma and really take a look at the statistics of what each platform can offer you Mm -hmm. Ooh, those were such great tips i love how you broke it down headshot um branded graphic and amen to that in terms of like the real estate and this goes for um you know facebook is the platform that i've been focusing on for ever since i started my business um and and the same goes there too it's like when when you have a banner space like that and you're not taking advantage of it and doing you know the tagline that really grabs people's attention like that's your chance to grab their attention um and like you said i love what you said in terms of making it easy like don't make them dig for like what what does she do what it, you know what is this um that is a great chance to grab their attention um, and then the headline and the, um, the, the about, um, and there's several things I want to touch in there. So the first one, um, in terms of looking at the headline and, and making sure that it's really keyword rich, um, could you like maybe expand on that a little bit? So like, or like give an Absolutely. example of like, what does that tagline look like? Sure. So or not, sorry, the headline, not the tagline. Yeah. So you should really honestly get to know who your audience is and what they're what keywords are they using to search for you mm -hmm. and survey them i mean you can seriously find this stuff out if you go to amazon you know and figure out what kind of books are they buying within your niche you can go to google and search what are the you know latest blogs and what keywords if you have a website you know you can um add in the google analytics to find the keywords and things like that but if you're just getting started and you're like well what what do people you know use and what do they call me um the cool thing about linkedin aside from what facebook does is it actually has a search bar right at the top you could go you could type in interior designer you can type in you know um i don't know h hr manager or something like that right and it's gonna tell you how many people literally pop up based upon your keyword you don't want to be somebody that's like five million people okay the good thing is is it allows you to narrow your demographics you can just say i'm only looking for people within the us which is going to take the rank down so you don't want to have a keyword where you are going to be in the masses and you certainly don't want to have a keyword that's going to be where only like five thousand people show up on your profile so put the keyword in the search set the demographics for what area and region you're looking to go after. Maybe you're just looking to go after a couple different states within the US. So your profile should look like, or your headline, the name of your business, Pike, your first keyword, Pike. Now, why are we putting the Pikes there? Is because you want to separate each keyword with a Pike. So that way, let's say, you know, you're a business strategist. Business strategist is the first thing that LinkedIn's going to pull from your profile so you come up in the search engine. Let's say the next one is uh, social media manager. Put, make sure each keyword is divided by those pikes. So again, you wanna have three keywords, no more than three keywords in your uh, headline with the name of your business and your website. Now, 
here's here here's a little nugget. You're only allowed so many um, actual letters when you edit this from your desktop. If you go onto your phone, it's easier to set up your banner at the top like we talked about so you can make sure it's going to fit and format for a digital device, whether it's an iPad, whether it's an Android, an iPhone, whatever the case may be. And sadly, because we have a little circle over here with your um, profile picture, if you don't set it up right, things can be hidden. So you wanna make sure that everything's formatted and then with your headline, you have more characters and spaces to use when you utilize a smart device to edit it. You do not, do not, do not want to edit the rest of your profile on your smartphone. So your about section should be edited from your computer or desktop. So I hope that helps in regards to setting up a real rich, compelling attraction magnet profile on LinkedIn. Yes. Thank you for like expanding on that and explaining that. Um, I know examples are always helpful. Um, and it just, I mean, it just goes to show like you need to know um, and I was just talking about this earlier today, like in terms of knowing who your person is and going deeper and knowing like, well, what are they searching for? What are the, the things that people are typing into? Um, and I know I always go to Google, right? Like when I'm looking yeah. for keywords, because it's so helpful to see, um, you know, they give you different options that that thing pops up where it's like people always, or people also ask, and it gives you like the frequently asked questions. And then if you scroll all the way down to the bottom, it shows you like other long tail keywords and phrases okay. that people are searching for. Um, you do not want to, you don't want to search hashtags. Hashtags and keywords are two totally separate things. I just figured I'd throw that out there for the people who are going to be searching, you know, hashtags on Twitter or whatever. You don't want to do that. The keywords are completely different than hashtags. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for mentioning that. Um, mm -hmm. And then the other thing that I wanted to just kind of reiterate um, what you said about your about section, right? Treating it as a press release yes. and really painting this picture of this is the problem. These are the things that you're frustrated about right now or the fears that you have or, you know, whatever it is, tailor it to what you do. You're here right now and I can get you over here, but don't focus on the boat, right? Like your, your analogy of like pain to pleasure island, but we're not talking about the boat because yeah. um, I know that's a mistake that I've made in the past. I know that, that, that like, that's such a common mistake, right? Because we get so, um, like we want to really position what we do, um, in a great way in terms of like, you know, I'll give the example of someone's like putting together a program and they're like, it's got this many modules and you get these bonuses. And it's like, exactly. okay, that is relevant information, but that's not the thing to lead to because their first question is like, well, I'm feeling these frustrations. If you're, if you're really hitting on the frustrations and fears and doubts, questions, whatever, the negative things that they're experiencing um, and that resonates with them, and then you talk about how I can help you, right? Like that's the thing that really pulls them in. And then you can talk about the boat, but like yeah. they don't care about your boat right away. Talk about the journey. I mean, you can even, you know, um, kind of do like a little bit of a testimonial. You know, I help individuals like Larry, who when he came to me, he had no clue how to close a sale at all. And he decided to be able to hop on board with um, marketing with Courtney. And what we did is we took him from stagnant 
to a place where he had way too many leads and now he has a waiting list to be able to get into his program. That then represents like, hey, well, guess what? I'm probably your ideal client because I'm struggling with being able to get sales and I want to be the one who's getting on, you know, has a waiting list. Like that's a real problem to have. So mm -hmm. you can kind of do something like that. You can give analogies just like I do. Um, I'll give you an example, Natalie. I mean, I was on the call today with somebody who I already kind of had a discovery call with and we identified who, what her problem was and realizing that LinkedIn is her game changer. She's on the wrong platform for attracting her perfect people. And, you know, she came back and she's like, well, I'm undecisive about your program. And I said, well, why are you undecisive? She came back to me and said, well, I don't know if I have the time. And I said to her, I said, you know what? Let me take over your LinkedIn profile. So at least your real estate on LinkedIn is set up appropriately. So if you have a prospect, you're sending them over there and they're getting a better visual of who you really are versus, well, uh, she's kind of stale. I don't know if she could solve my problem. And that will increase your value. When you're ready to learn how to activate LinkedIn to really get more of your ideal audience and really making this a money-making machine for you, come on back and I'll show you how to use it. And she's like, you know what? That is amazing. Had I gone into, well, my program offers this and I'm going to show you how to get a hundred clients per, you know, month. And, you know, I'm going to show you how to be able to create the best content in the world. I would have missed her need. Mm -hmm. And she decided to sign on board with me because I was able to hear her pain point and not sell all the sizzle. So the same thing applies to your LinkedIn profile. Stop selling the sizzle, explain the journey. Yeah, because it's, the example that you just gave is perfect because you're showing that like I'm listening to you and I understand and you're not the only one who's, you know, had these questions or these hesitations um, and that's something that I think we all think that we are like the exception, you know, mm -hmm. so when we're looking at different, you know, investments or programs or whatever it is, we think, you know, as, as we're going through the sales page and, and kind of processing our questions, we're thinking, well, is this possible for me? Like they were able to do that, but can I really, you know, is that, is that possible for me? And so the more that you can, um, you know, sharing stories like that, stories are so powerful. Um, because yeah. the stories really stick with us and it helps them realize like, okay, this is possible for me too, right? And it's making them like the, the um, what you said about don't sell the sizzle, right? Like it, it's not all about like, look at this program or look at what I can do. Like, this is so great. It's like turning your focus from yourself um, and how great your program is to this is how I can help you. Like I want to help you and this is how I can help. Yeah. Um, and it just, you want to show up as the industry expert. You don't want to show up mm -hmm. as a salesman. I mean, when was the last time you literally had someone knock on your door and try to sell you a, a roof and you actually let them in? I mean, it, it doesn't <laughs> normally happen. Um, maybe there's that less than 1% chance that it does, but you want to be there as a resource. You want mm -hmm. to be top of mind because if you tick them off with your LinkedIn profile, you didn't just tick them off. You ticked off their network. So if I, if I tick somebody off and her name is Sally, 
I ticked off Sally's next friend, Nicole. Now I've ticked off Nicole's network and it's a tripling effect. So you want to make sure you are positioned appropriately to attract more people because you attract that one person and it becomes a rippling effect. And we want the good rippling effect versus the bad one. Yes, absolutely. And what you just said about the ripple effect just speaks to the power too of, um, you know, speaking to, to quote unquote one person. It's like, well, no. of course you're not just speaking to one person, but it's just having a really clear picture of who is that type of person that you're speaking to because they know, know more people too. And it really ripples from there. Mm-hmm. Um, Bad news spreads a lot faster than good news these <laughs> days. Let me tell you, especially through social media, you want to look like a, like a winning star in a good way. Yes, yes, exactly. And that's, it's so funny because so many people have resistance to, and I mean, this is a whole, could be a whole another conversation, but so many people have resistance to, like I said, talking to one person. Um, But like you just said, right, like bad news travels fast too. And it's like, if you really want to please people, right, because I think a lot of, um, a lot of the wanting to serve everyone kind of what we talked about not wanting to narrow down comes from like a people pleaser mentality it's like Mm -hmm. if you want to please people then you're going to be really selective about who you work with because they're if someone's not a good fit for you like no matter what you do how many how amazing your experiences and your services and the results like they're not going to be happy like there's always going to be something wrong because you're not a good fit and so that's the key to really pleasing people um yeah really selective about that you have to be um, approachable. You need to be relevant. If you're stale, ain't nobody gonna wanna know who you are. Yeah. You know, if you're not relatable so that they can approach you, if you're so stiff that you dress up in a three-piece suit and look like you're all that with a bag of chips and you're not relatable, that's not the way we do business or communicate in today's high-tech digital marketplace. It's not. And, you know, if your personality isn't that and you're showing up on social media with this three-piece suit on, they're going to know that. Courtney's not the girl that wears the six-inch heels with the mini skirt. You have to wear your personality and be relatable because if you're building this brick wall in front of you, it's going to take them 10 times longer to get through the brick wall than just creating a space where there is a barrier of entry um, to make it look like, okay, I'm not this person that has a wide open calendar. You can get on my calendar, but here's some things you have to do in order to actually uh, reserve space. So just keep that in mind um, when you're creating your profile, when you're talking and engaging with people. And this doesn't just apply to LinkedIn. This applies to every other social media platform. You have to create a barrier of entry. You need to literally lock your calendar like, you know, it's a holy sacred place. I always tell people, my most precious thing and asset to me is my time. It's the only thing on the planet you can't get back. People say, oh, well, money. No, I can get back money if I learn how to invest it properly and it grows back an investment for me of a ROI and dividend. But the one thing I can't get back is my time. Yes, absolutely. Um, and yeah, you said it. And, and like you said, this, this goes for any platform in terms of being yourself. Like that's what it comes down to, right? Like you're not the person who wears heels and gets all, you know, dressed up. I'm not either. Like, but there definitely are people. And, and for the most part, those people don't resonate with me in the same 
way. And of course there's different factors that come into play, but it's like, it all comes down to being like yourself. Like you don't have to, like you said, put on this, um, this very, yeah, this, this facade and and this persona of like, this is who I am. And it's like, no, you're not. People can, they can smell fake. Like we know if that's not really you. Um, yeah, that's, that's so important. Don't be stiff. Be authentically you. God has created you for a time and a purpose. He put a passion inside of you. Don't try to change the DNA in which God gave you. Mm -hmm. Like, just don't. You're not going to get success that way. Whether you're a Christian or not, don't believe in that. Whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just a universal skill that Mm -hmm. you have to learn how to just be authentically you. Putting the mask on isn't going to get you anywhere, baby. It's not. Right, right. And it's all about, it's all about being really laser focused on like, what is the thing that you're called to do, right? Like, what, what, what's the thing you're called to do? What's the message you're called to share? Who are the people you're called to serve, right? Like, and staying really laser focused on that and stop getting distracted. And I mean, like, my gosh, that's like at the, the heart of, of what, you know, what I want to help women do. And that's something that, Like, we just need to hear that reminder all the time because we can so easily, like, there's just so much happening and and so many distractions that we can just so easily, like, start, you know, shifting our gaze to to other people. Um, I agree. And we're constantly, you know, there's always something in front of us. We're mm -hmm. always being offered something. And if you don't stay in your own lane, you're going to, again, be serving the masses and look like you're all the things to all the people. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be all the things to all the people. You know, I ask people all the time, well, who do you serve? Everybody. When you think you serve everybody, you serve absolutely nobody. Mm-hmm. You've got to bring it on in. Let's mm-hmm. hone it on it. Yes. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Um, if there is one thing, and you've shared so many incredible tips, but if there's one thing that you wanted women to really remember from this conversation, um, thinking about LinkedIn, what would that be? It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be complicated. Be open-minded. Be open-minded. I mean, let's take it from another perspective. I've been on LinkedIn for the last nine years. And in November, as a Christian, the Lord pulled on my heart and said, you're giving me all your clients. I'm like, what in God's great earth, I'm giving you all my clients. High six figure, you know, paying, I retired my husband, I brought him home so that way he can no longer work in construction. He almost uh, literally killed himself on a job one day. And I brought him home so his feet were on the ground, not working with, um, you know, equipment that could chop his arm off or anything like that. And I completely funded him as a day trader. I'm like, Lord, you want me to like, just sit here and like nothing. And he's like, no, you're going to move over to Facebook. Now I'll be honest with you. I was the girl that said, I don't like Facebook. It's all women. It's all people who are in network marketing. And I don't want to have to do any of them ads. There was a greater reason and purpose for me to be on LinkedIn I'm sorry, for me to go from LinkedIn to Facebook so I could be here educating you guys. Mm -hmm. And if you just stick in one little corner and only do one little thing because it's the best thing that everybody else is doing, you're going to miss the mark at being able to bless somebody else that needs to hear your message. 
Right. Well, and it comes down to obedience. Like you said, you felt like God was like, move over here, like let go of what you've been doing. You know, um, we're, we're so quick to, um, you know, we surrender once and, and we really like embrace what God has for us. And then we like start to hold on tight to like, but, but this is working so well. And I've had so many moments like that in my business where I'm like, but wait, no, like, I like this thing. It's working so nicely. And it's like, no, like it's all about obedience. And if you feel like you need to move, um, I was just reading in my devotional, that passage about, you know, the cloud by day and the fire by now at night. And when it was time to move, they moved. And when it was time, you know, to hunker down and wait, they waited like, no, you know, whether it was a day or weeks or years, like, you know, they, they acted accordingly. Um, so I love that you said yeah. We end up making our social media profiles an idol. Mm-hmm. We make our social, and so one of the things that I have personally done is Fridays are my ministry days. I'm, I don't want to see nobody. I don't want to know nobody except the people that God has literally put in my path to, to share the love of Christ. And I've set up even, I've, I've been even more diligent and these are my working hours between 11 a.m to 4 p.m eastern standard time and i'm sorry you know six o'clock my husband and i are eating dinner um and we're you know conversing or whatever there are certain times if i'm um promoting a certain product or a certain package or course or whatever, where I do have to put in more time to be able to answer people's questions and things like that. But if you're allowing everybody to literally dictate your time as to what you're going to do, you are going to end up burned out. You're going to end up burned out and you're going to come back and say, why am I in business? This isn't worth it. And that's when you quit. Set up boundaries, set up barriers. Because when you don't, you look like, again, you're serving the masses and you don't look like a professional. Professionals have barrier of entries. I don't know the last time, maybe you do, Natalie, when some millionaire decided to knock on my door and say, hey, I'm here to teach you all the things that made me so successful. Doesn't happen like that. So if it doesn't happen for them, it shouldn't be any different for you, even if you're just starting out. Yeah. And that's, that's, you know, that's the key in terms of, you know, people um, are going to treat us the way that, you know, the, according to our boundaries and, and, um, how we show that we want to be treated. And so if you feel like you're on the path to burnout, if you feel like people are crossing your boundaries and, you know, clients are contacting you all hours or whatever it is, it's like, well, that's ultimately on you and you have to set those boundaries. And I don't think it's ever too late. Um, I mean, it's a lot easier if you do it from the beginning in a client relationship. Um, if we're talking about that specifically, right. But like, you can do it now if you if you're listening to this and you feel like you have not set clear boundaries like Courtney said it's like it's so um so important and we can't we can't let ourselves get to burnout because then we can't do what God calls us to do and that just you know puts a stop in that right there um don't feel like you have to serve everybody if they're not your mm -hmm. ideal client or they don't match up to your values it is okay to say no. God will send you somebody else because it's not worth going through the headache afterwards, having to beg them to show up to the calls, to do the work, to put in the time and energy to get the success and apply everything. It's not, baby. You're worth yeah. more than that. Yes, I totally agree with that. All right. Well, I would love if you could share where women can connect with you online if they want to learn more sure. about you. 
So if you want to go over to my website, that's fine. Um, it's www.m as in marketing, w with c as in Courtney, mwc digitalagency.com. Um, that'll basically explain who I am, my journey, my story of all the things over the last 10 years. Um, it'll tell you a little bit about our services. Uh, everything is customizable. So the best thing to do also, um, if you'd like to connect with me on Facebook, I do have a private group that I have been sharing a lot of tips and tools in regards to LinkedIn, a lot of different videos and stuff like that. Um, it's called Christ Panure, Servant of the King. Uh, I'm sure Natalie can give you guys a link if you want more information on that. Um, feel free to um, direct message me on there uh, once you get into the group. Or you can certainly send me an email. It's coach at marketingwithcourtney.com. And I'll give Natalie all that information in case you want to contact with me further. Yes. Yep. I'll definitely put all those links um, in the show notes so that they can connect with you. Um, well, thank you again, Courtney, so much for your time and this conversation. Um, thank really you, Natalie. It. I really appreciate it. I hope you guys were blessed by this message and I look forward to learning more about you. Thank you so much for listening. If you've loved this episode, head on over to iTunes and leave a review. It means the world to me, but more importantly, it helps more women find and benefit from this show. And if you're not already plugged into the Presence and Purpose Facebook group, come join us. I want you to get plugged into the community and get the support you need because we're not meant to do this whole business thing alone. Until next time.